I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. If you have not seen season two, episode 10 of Bloodline and you don't want that spoiled, then don't listen in. Uh, if you, are, for whatever reason, are interested in listening to our first season of Bloodline Arama, please feel free to go back and listen to our other episodes before you listen to this one. Um, but yeah, final episode of our first season of Bloodline Arama. What a treat. Enjoy the episode. Oh, bloody, talk to you in about 12, 15, 20 seconds. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Bloodline Rama, a podcast for two uh, people uh, watching um, most of the Netflix show Bloodline, um, all the episodes starring the one and only John Leguizamo. Uh, I am one of the hosts of Bloodline Arama. My name is Zachary Ruwain, and my favourite streaming show that I've just finished is uh, Severance. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm doing joined this? by Fuck. not my favourite, but the one I've just really loved recently. Mm. I'm joined uh, by, as always, on Bloodline Arama, by my dear co-host Michelle Wittrup, who you might, whose favourite. A streamer streaming show that she's bad intro streaming show that she's recently watched is uh, Squid Game the Challenge. Oh fuck off! Okay. <laughs> and the thing is that's so annoying is before I started watching Squid Game the Challenge, I know that there were a bunch of others I finished, but I couldn't think. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to find it so I didn't have to admit that yeah. that is currently what I'm working through. Oh, I can't! I can't do it. Did you watch Squid Game? Loved Squid Game. Love Squid Game. This. Squid Game the Challenge is so fucked up. I can't. I can't. Even if it's good. No, but it's not. Like, (laughs) I mean, but it is. It's compelling because, firstly, never in my life have I seen a show that offers so much prize money. It's like $4 million or something. And also the amount of contestants is like 450 or something like that. And I was like, oh, let's see how they do this. I bet it's going to be shit. And then I put it on and it they're just doing all the same challenges yeah. from the original show but just American. <laughs> and, like, there's this one guy in it. This is where it, was, it lost me. Well, it lost me at the start. But there's this guy who was the villain. They built up this villain character. Yeah. Who's this guy who's like, I don't give a fuck what I do now. I'll bring people down. I don't even give a shit. Yeah. And it's like, I bet you a million dollars that he has an agent and that's an actor. Like, do you know what I mean? Like his, he wants to be an actor. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, it's so stupid, but I'm in it now. I have to finish it. My partner and I have been watching it. I, um, I, it's one of those ones where, I mean, there's bigger things in the world, mm. but I've, I'm sure I would enjoy it mm. if I watched it 
But just, it's just, I can't, I can't abide by that behavior. (laughs) But I will say, I'm going to, that's, but let's forget for a second that I have shitty taste, right? In some things. I have shitty taste. Yeah, we all do. However, I would like to bring something to the table right now Mm -hmm. that I, I have not discovered. I did not discover this. They're quite popular, but short film, short horror films. On YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I found a bunch and they're really good. Yeah. They're really good. Nice and tight. There's one called Stalled. Yeah. Have okay. you seen it? Uh, I, I, uh, the name, I, I couldn't tell It's about a guy it. who gets stuck in a time loop. Oh, no. That sounds fun. Mm. Don't tell me. I was like, did I give away the ending? No, I didn't. It's like in the first two minutes. You gave away the time loop. Of yeah. It. I will send it to you. I love a time if loop. If anyone wants to jump into the DMs and send me a really good short horror film, I'm really getting into them right now. Are you w- a fan of time stuff? Time, I feel like no. no. Yeah, like I was gonna say that. That's right. That's like peak, peak confusing sci-fi. Yeah, no, nothing time loopy. I don't like anything to do with black holes. I don't like. But any- you did just describe a time loop thing you like. Yes, I know because it was because it's scare a bit fun. But I don't like black holes. I don't like anything to do with dimensions. But I did like Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's. Horror. Mm. That really isn't. I liked Groundhog Day. That's a time loop. Yeah. And also great. And I think the a strong argument for what you've said you don't like in sci-fi, which is they do not try to explain it. Oh my god. They just go Zach. It's happening. Is Groundhog Day a sci-fi? No. It could have been. Yeah, but how is it not? Because there's not like any if so there was Oh my God. It's not. How do you know? Well, it, it, they're not trying to. I'm. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask everyone. I'll, I'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, great. If you, yeah. Because great. to me now that I think about it, it is. It's about being in a time loop. Well, there trying was to get an early draft of. Here's what's interesting: is there was an early draft of Groundhog Day where a witch put a hex on him and that's why it happened mm. and then they cut it in the drafting in the script mm. and i think that it's one of the great things about that film is so they good. do not explain it i think that um I really for know, it to a be Christmas a sci-fi movie. there would have to be just an element of why it's happening do you know just an element nah, of i don't agree with you interesting i don't think what like how do you define how is this i'm gonna look up the definition of sci-fi and let's see if it proves me wrong but also just while i'm looking that up i just realized groundhog day is a christmas movie and i reckon instantly in that memory top five yeah 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 i love groundhog day do you know what i'll say i'll say about i'll say two things about groundhog day mm-hmm. mish one in in favor of it not being a sci-fi one in favor of it being a sci-fi one in favor of it not being a sci-fi is that there was an early draft where a witch put a, a hex on him, which tells me that's more in the realm of fantasy, fantasy. Right? The argument that it's a sci-fi is that I believe one of the earliest time loop plots was an episode of Star Trek Next Generation. I might be wrong. Mm. If there's a listener here that knows of an earlier one, please tell me. There's probably short stories mm. and whatnot. But one of the first filmed time loop plots is a is an episode of Star Trek and a great one, which is sci-fi. And also one of the earliest examples of treating time like it's space, mm. treating time like it's a thing you can move through and travel through was um, H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, which was also a t- sci-fi. So arguably it owes a debt 
to science fiction. I say this with absolute respect for you and your brain and your ability as a comedian, right? It's your ability as a performer and as a friend. Mm -hmm. I stopped. There's something about my brain. Mm -hmm. I stopped listening to you. You said, is is this movie a sci-fi? Yeah. I gave my answer. Yeah, but as soon as you started talking about Star Trek... I just couldn't. I couldn't take it on. Yeah, but you asked, is it a sci-fi? I said, here's why I think maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah. If you didn't want me to say that, mm. you shouldn't have asked. <laughs> 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 All right, this is the definition of science fiction. The, you know, uh, there's probably been PhDs gotten in arguing over this. but Well, this is on the Oxford, Google. This is on Oxford Dictionary. Oh, Oxford. Well, then that's... Fiction-based or imagined future scientific or technological advances and major social or environmental changes. That's Groundhog Day. No, that's not. No, major social or environmental changes. An environmental... What? That is exactly what Groundhog Day is. It's a major environmental change. You're reliving the same day. Are you going to try and tell me that that isn't a major environmental change? Frequently portraying space or time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And life on other planets. But it just says frequently, so not always. Not always. But in my opinion, it's an imagined future or an imagined something. Not future, though. With major social or environmental changes. I think that science fiction takes ideas of science of the present and it pushes. That's my definition of it. It pushes, maybe by going into the future, maybe by pushing mm. technology. I think you could argue, you could argue, and it makes for some great podcast banter. If we were two men mm. and we were uploading the video of this on YouTube. I'd get YouTube, so much pussy. <laughs> we would be getting like millions of views yeah. and then we would do a follow-up episode blaming Marvel on Kathleen Kennedy somehow, yes, yes. even though she has nothing to do with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, and then a follow-up episode on that. Like, <laughs> everyone seems to be asking for it, so this is my meal plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then a follow-up episode on that. Let's, let's just answer some hate mail. <laughs> let's, let's respond to some hate mail. I'm not. No, but uh, the, I just want to say... There is a strong, uh, you've got a strong argument, absolutely. I just think for, because I just think there's something like Kafka-esque, as, as, as much as that just lost every one of our listeners, mm. there's something Kafka-esque about Groundhog Day. There's something like um, absurdist about Groundhog Day. I could see that plot mm. being like a play from the 60s, absolutely. right? So I would just say for me, in my opinion, to make it sci-fi, uh-huh. it would need some sort of, oh, there's a black hole near the earth or, oh, there's a piece of technology or, oh, this is, it would need some sort of trying to ground yeah. why he's in a time loop. Fuck, that movie's funny though. It's good. Can I, for what it's worth, I'm mm. not sold on it being a sci-fi. I yeah, you're just being a provocateur and yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm just liking to, I like to just tickle the outside the square, you it's know what got, I mean? What I love about that question, is Groundhog Day a sci-fi, is it's got, um, you know, our generation, we came up in the early 2000s mm. and we loved that kind of question. And Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, we loved Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> and what it has is it's got like, is a taco a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we loved that stuff. <laughs> we loved that. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah. You know, and then like, and then having a real argument over that topic, like, yeah. like, 
Like, uh, it depends on what I love about our world then, us then, mm. we did it for fun. And the world generally now mm. is there's always these like arguments about stuff like this. And the answer is, well, it depends how you define it. Well, up to you. On that um, early noughties is a taco a sandwich thing is the only thing that separates a soup from a stew, a tablespoon of flour. It's the viscosity. Yeah. So a tablespoon of flour. You can make a stew... You could also make a stew because of the amount of stuff in it. No, but then it's too watery. Wouldn't that just be vegetables in water? If you put like lots of meat and vegetables and everything in it and the and you cooked it down, I think, yes, tablespoon of flour, but also cooking down, mm-hmm. corn flour. It is, yes, the, the line between soup and stew yeah. is not a clean one. Yeah. You don't suddenly become a stew. Mm-hmm. You don't go, well, I'm a stew now. That's right. It's like curry, you know, curry. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to fuck this up, but I believe curry is a British word or at the very least it was the British took it from one culture and just applied it to all of the cultures. Mm. And the word curry is a very like colonial thing Mm. of just going like, that's a curry, that's a curry, that's a curry, that's a curry. Yes. When actually they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Which I never really... They also love to put curry sauce on their fish and chippies. Yeah, they do. Do you know the reason Japanese katsu curry Mm. was because of the British coming from India to Japan? I didn't know that. And trading through Japan, yeah. Fascinating. Um, Hey, here's a thing Mm. I wanted to talk about. Since you brought up sci-fi, tell me what you DM'd me the other day. Tell me what you DM'd me. What did I post on Instagram and what did you DM me? At oh. Zachary Rowan on Instagram, I posted that I was watching a film and what did you say? What, what were you watching? Film? What was the film and what did you say? I don't remember. Look it up. Have a look. Oh, God. I messaged you. I don't talk to you outside of this room. Yes, you do. <laughs> we caught up recently. Did you respond to me? Uh, maybe. Maybe I gave Fucking it a little like. Fucking rude if you didn't. Maybe I gave it a little thumbs up, a little love heart. I just, no, I can't see. I just said I love this movie so much, but it's. What was the movie? It doesn't say, mate. It was um, a little movie called Galaxy Quest. I love Galaxy Quest. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That movie, fun fact. Yeah. Galaxy Quest and Bowfinger. Do you remember the movie Bowfinger? Bowfinger. My mum and I quote those movies all the time. Just yep. those two to each other. All the time. Like when they're like her translator is broken and she's like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, okie dokie. <laughs> My mum and I do it all the time. Tony Shalhoub in that film. I can't oh. pronounce his name. You are our last hope. <laughs> Alan Rickman in that film. Alan Rickman in that oh. film is incredible. It was because, it was because uh, me and my partner have been watching the Alien movies and uh, I'm just going, and then I just, that just got me hard into um, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Like. <gasps> Sigourney Weaver's in that film. Yeah. Had you, you seen know? it before? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd seen it, but I hadn't seen, oh, actually I watched it the quite recently. The concept of that film is so funny. It is the best elevator pitch. Yeah. It's oh. in the top 10. And apparently I was reading about it because I, I was so good. Who wrote it? Uh, some guy. But the first draft of it. 
there was like apparently the producer of the film read the first draft was like i don't like this script it was a spec script that someone sent in he was like i don't like this script but i'm going to buy it and i'm going to get someone else to write a new film with that concept with that con- because he was like i love the concept so much oh, i'm going to so buy clever. your script yeah and he didn't he threw it all out they mm. started again but he was like i'm going to buy the concept because it's such oh, a what's good another concept. movie i love the idea of a good elevator pitch do you want a good elevator pitch film yeah uh wasn't actually didn't end up being a wonderful film but like uh the elevator pitch the invention of lying oh yeah that's a good elevator pitch yeah that's an excellent elevator pitch but it wasn't it wasn't a great film no and i think that a truly great elevator pitch film is a film that both is great on the pitch and great, great in on execution. the delivery. I think, I mean, the number one we've talked about. Well, Bowfinger, actually, <laughs> speaking of Bowfinger. What's the elevator pitch of Bowfinger? A uh, uh, director is out of work and really needs to make one more really good film, so decides to have the biggest actor in Hollywood in his newest film, but because he can't afford him. He just shoots the scenes around him. Yeah, that's And a he good, has no idea what's idea, going on yeah. and he starts to think he's going crazy. Yeah, that's a good one. That is, it's such a, I would love to watch that movie again. That is such a funny movie. It's got that woman, um, Christine, something with B, Christine. Oh, yes, you do know. Yes, you do. I haven't seen Bowfinger in so long. Such a good film. I cannot remember. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it in forever either, but like I said, it was my mum and my favourite movie. Well, here's the thing about Galaxy Quest. Oh, it's on Prime. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Um, Here's the thing about Galaxy Quest. Holds up. Christine Baranski. Who? Show me. Oh, you'll know as soon as you see her. As soon as you see her. Um, But for the audience. Oh, yeah. um, So she's in The Grinch. The Grinch. I know her as The Grinch lady more than it. She's in Mamma Mia, The Good Wife. She's that one that's always like, she's very posh. very up. She's in Bad Mums. Oh, yeah. yeah. As the mum. And she was in, I know her originally from Sybil. Oh, yeah, Sybil. (laughs) How could we forget? How could we forget Sybil? But no, Galaxy Quest holds up. Holds up. It's even... It's a great film. Yeah. It's like not just funny. Yeah. It's a great film. And I've heard people apparently say like that at in screenwriting courses and stuff, I had people DM me mm. and saying that they got taught that film because it is like a perfect yeah. film. The way all the characters, it's just so, so easy well done. and it's so well. easily the best thing of his entire career Tim Allen's ever done. Um, uh, he's done some pretty crazy tweets. <laughs> And he's, uh, do you, if you think about how much cocaine he tried to smuggle in that guitar, <laughs> how easily we forget. How easily we forget. No, but, but Galaxy it, Quest is really cool. Galaxy Quest holds up so good. And it, it's got me, I love Elevator Pitch. Oh, I forgot to say, the number one Elevator Pitch movie is Speed. Speed's like number one. Yeah. Like that is the. Yeah. Like you hear that. Well, that idea. movie has so much stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. That movie is just like excellent film, super exciting. They're like it's it's almost good for all age ranges, really. Yeah. No one hates that film. Johnny Legs could have been in it. <laughs> like it's just got everything. When you think about that, like when you're an executive and someone comes into the room and they go, "Hey, I got an idea for a story. Mm. It's about a guy, a crazy guy, puts a bomb on a bus and you can't sl- stop the bus. You can't slow the bus down." Mm. I just go. Fuck yes. You have all my money. Have my money. All $47 Who are you thinking? that I have at the moment. Who are you thinking for it? You think of Bruce Willis, you're mm. thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then they go, no, 
We're thinking Ted from Bill and Ted's. Yeah, we're thinking the guy from fucking that river one. <laughs> that surfing film. That sad point rib, break. That, the drugstore cowboy. Oh, what was that called? He wasn't in Idaho. Sort of, yeah, my, my, my own private, private Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. And then you hear that and you go, well, yeah. Mm. You'd think about it. You'd need to think about it for a minute. Mm. And then you'd go, yeah. But we need a love interest in that film. Who are you thinking for that? I don't know. Someone new, someone fresh who hasn't done a lot of stuff yet, a working actor. Who do, who are you thinking? Um, the chick from Gravity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what did he play? That um, oh, what was it called? What was that movie she won the Oscar for? The Blind Side. The Blind Side. Yeah, the story. Oh, mate. Hey, hey, hey. I, I found like that was. I fell into such a deep TikTok hole when the blind. If you don't know what I'm talking about, highly recommend looking up the Blind Side story that's happened in yeah. the last couple of months. I'm, so. I'm sign me up for Blind Side too. That's all I have to oh say. Oh my god! Can you imagine if they make that? I that would piss. be amazing. Could you imagine making a Blind Side two, mm. but it's not the same production team? It's just like a. And no one agrees to it, so they have to recast. Yeah. Um, okay, on that then, let's go to an ad. Okay. When we come back from the ad, we'll say who we're going to cast in the blind side too. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> all right, welcome back. I hope there was an ad. Um, all right, so pre- before the break, we said that clearly there's, it would be amazing if they made a blind side too because of all the drama that happened with the blind side. Um, and who would you cast as the mum? Uh, this is a tough one. Because we've got to take into consideration, is this movie like a straight television film? Is this movie... How do you do it? Like, what are you doing? Speaking of, I watched the worst straight to television film the other night. Wow, this is a, this is a yeah, all, all over the place podcast. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I, I want to hear about this. All, I will. Let's, let, all right. Let's make a little list. Firstly, <laughs> we're going to discuss who we would cast in The Blind Side yeah. 2. I have a, a little side thing on that, mm-hmm. which is... What is the, like, how, how are you making that film? Yeah. Like, what's the context? What's the framing? Yeah. And then we're going to talk about made-for-TV movies. So instantly I think that it has to be from Michael Orr's perspective. Yes. Yeah. None of this, the wife, not, Mrs. Toomey shit. Tommy, Toomey, whatever. So it's got to be from his perspective. And when and I think it picks up, like, Halfway through his professional career. All right, here's my pitch. Mm-hmm. All right, so first things first is uh, I would set it at the premiere of The Blind Side. Yeah, great. That's how I open the movie, and then the, most of the movie is told through flashbacks. Uh, I would have Sandra Bullock do a cameo as herself. Great. Um, that makes me so happy. And then I think. I mean, I'm. I, 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 this may be obvious, but I'm going with like a Jessica Chastain. Okay. But I think that's too obvious. Do you know who would be great? Is um. Oh wait, let me have a minute here. This is. I'm so bad with names. This is my problem. No, we can't I get do a it. pop culture podcast if I can't remember actors' names off the top of my head. 
It's no good. Who's yours? Um, oh, to play the mum. Yeah. Um, are we bringing back Cher? Oh, wait, I've got it. It's Amy Sedaris. Oh, yep. <laughs> Amy right. Sedaris. Yep. Amy Sedaris. Yeah, that's who I have as the mum. Yep, no, I totally, 100%, yes, that's who's playing. That's 100% <laughs> who is playing them. Absolutely. Who's playing the dad? Oh, I don't remember the dad. Will Arnett? Was Will Arnett in the first one? No. <laughs> who played the dad in the first oh, one? Oh, I don't know, just some dude. If it's just some dude. I'm pretty sure it was just some dude. Tim McGraw. Oh, is he related to the country music? It, it is the country music, Tim McGraw. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is, Hunch. No, it's not. Yeah. Tim McGraw was in The Blind Side? So then we've got to go, like, that. to me it's obvious that we've got to go with Keith Urban. Amy Sedaris and Keith Urban. Yep, all right. I love that. <laughs> I don't know I who love plays. love that. I don't know who plays the main guy. Maybe we get a... No, he comes unknown. back. I think he comes back to do it because he's so pissed. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? He plays himself. Nah. Um, should we jump into the blurb now? If we, if you want. Yeah. And oh, then, what was the worst... Uh, I'll tell t- you after we do the blurb. <laughs> no. Let's at least pretend we're here to talk about the fucking bloodline. Nah, because I'll talk about bloodline. So I watched a movie called Death of a Cheerleader starring... To- uh, starring... I nearly said Tony Collette. Tori Spelling. Oh, great. Um, and it was, it's on Prime. You can yeah. watch it. I was just like, I feel like drivel. I need, and this is, and it was just like, this is not good. It's just so bad. Um, and it's a true story, a, a, like a true uh, story of a girl who murders a, a cheerleader in her high school because she wants to be her. I, uh, I'm going through a bit of a TV phase at the moment. Yeah. I, I'm seeing its potential. Um mm-hmm. Because I'm watching Deep Space Nine, which is one of the best. Mm-hmm. It's very well written. Mish, we're not talking about Star Trek. No, I'm no. saying I'm watching a well-written television show. Yeah, I hear you. And I'm seeing the, like, I'm getting a bit into, I want to watch more, and I want to watch more TV movies. After the one we watched about the boxer. <gasps> Where God Left His Shoes. No, the, the, the one uh, about the Holocaust. Boxer. Survivor. Survivor. After that. And um, I've watched a few other ones recently. And then between that and, and Deep Space Nine, there's just something about TV and the writing that happens on TV mm. that I'm like, I really want to go through a bit of a great TV phase. Great. I'm fucking for that. And now before you do your blurb, I have a fact about Tori Spelling. <gasps> Please. Um, what was the show she got a thing on? Melrose Place. Melrose Place. I couldn't remember if it was Melrose Place or, or 90210. Wait, was it 90210? Oh, I couldn't remember and I was hoping you would give clarity. It Instantly, I was like, oh, Melrose Place. Well, let's go with Melrose Place. It doesn't matter. Okay. The point is that the executive producer of whichever show she started on yeah. was Aaron Spelling. You know this. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, my favourite fact about Tori Spelling is that she would say, and she says, that she auditioned for that under a pseudonym. I did know this story, Which, actually. Which, to me, is the funniest yeah. story I've ever heard. Yeah, I did actually know that story because, yeah, she auditioned for it for her dad's show using a different name. And, and everyone, like, that's her being like, I wasn't. Yeah. I went with, and it's like, but he would have, he would have been in the room. Yeah. 
Like, it, I remember hearing that story. That is the funniest fucking thing I've I think, heard. mate, it's like, also you look like him with a wig on. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Like, I'm sorry, you're identical to your father. Like, you can't, you can't, no. She would be a fun one to do a, like, little mini pod like on. this about. Yeah. Yeah. What other shit has she been in? Scary Movie 2, Death of a Cheerleader, which I watched. Uh, Beverly Hills Troop. I loved that movie. I never saw it. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that. Whoa. It's a Shelley Long film where she looks after, like, a bunch of Girl Scouts. Oh, fun. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. Actually, that sounds familiar. I have a deep... When you said that plot... Does that image bring anything up for you? uh, Less than when you just said the plot. Yeah. That I've seen that movie. Yeah. Beverly Hills True. I've seen that It's 1989. Movie. I'm pretty sure everyone our age has seen it at some point in the early 90s. But I can't tell you. All it is is like a feeling. Yeah. I, I remember them selling cookies. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, let's talk about Bloodline. All right. Here we go. Bloodline. It's season two, episode 10, I believe part 23, which means it's the last episode of Bloodline that we have to watch for now. For a bit. So let us fucking celebrate. Here is the blurb relating to season two, episode 10. As the first season of Bloodline Arama comes to an end, I find myself with far more questions than answers. Are these are there actually two bearded men or just one? Did the emo boy turn emo after his dad died? What's Velma's storyline? It seems incredibly dramatic, but I have no idea what's going on with her at all. I know she fucked a cop. Yeah. She, or she used to fuck a cop. Other than that, she is screaming in this episode. She is crying and, and I don't know why. Mm. Not even a little bit. It seems at this point that Kyle Chandler is petrified of people finding Kyle out. Kyle Chandler being early edition slash coach. Yes. For the listener. For the listener. <laughs> um, for, uh, it seems like he's really, really scared that people are going to find out that he killed his brother. But it also seems that everyone already knows <laughs> that he killed his brother. He's so scared of everyone finding out. Everyone knows. Uh, Nancy breaks up with John Leguizamo and he is going to kill somebody. Like I just, he, mm. there's that vibe. He's going to kill someone. Um, Velma is going to tell Sissy Spacek that Kyle Chandler killed his brother. I thought she already knew. Yeah. Um, but there was this big dramatic thing at the end. It's like, oh, I've got something to tell you. Uh, and it looks like the dead brother borrowed money and the emo kid blames himself for it for yeah. some reason. I think because he burnt down that. Because he burnt down the kitchen. The restaurant. Um, this did not feel like a season finale, in my opinion, mm. but the way we've gone about this doesn't feel like good ten- content for a podcast either. So what do I know? <laughs> Margaret, I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David. Um, oh, David, please. I, here's, here's, here was my emotional journey. I think I'm across it now. I think I'm good as across you, it as anyone can be. Well, I'm not. I reckon <laughs> I reckon I know who did what, who knows what. I feel like I could go into season three with all of the knowledge I need. Are you excited to do that? Um, am I excited to do it? I, I enjoyed this episode more than others because I... Oh, my I, God, really? Because I... Because I I I'm, I was able to buy into the story for the first time. I feel like I had enough pieces to just watch the story. Oh, David, absolutely not. <laughs> could not. I could not disagree more. I, I honestly, I thought it was. I was so 
disappointed. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, you saw the what the brother did to the cop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was full on. Yeah, but I mean, you're but right. But I, I think, I think that the show, from everything I have been told from a lot of our listeners as well, who jumped in and given us messages, thank you very much, and for people who've watched this show and just the popularity in general, it seems like a really great show. <laughs> it seems like it's really beautifully shot, beautifully cast. The acting is superb, because. I spent mm. an entire season, bar two episodes, mm. of a show just trying to figure out what happened in a previous season yeah. because we didn't allow ourselves the time to just watch it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was ruined for me. Yeah, that's And because funny, of it, that's a funny straight thing. up, no, oh, it's funny. It's oh, it's funny hilarious. We're that. all laughing. It's funny to do that. If you'd just watched it, you would have been like, oh, it's brilliant. But now you're like. Eh. Yeah, I'm really glad for the sake of comedy. <laughs> I went through that. <laughs> 10 hours. 10 hours of my life. 20? Huh? Oh, 10 hours so far. Yeah, 10 hours so far. Oh, no, no. Spoiler warning. John Leguizamo's not in every episode. Oh. So I don't know, I don't I know what happens. That. I don't know how I feel about that. Is he? Does he just stop being in it? I don't know. He's just not in all of them. Because my thing is I just I can't have him be in some of them. Well, bad luck, Zach. You chose this route. You chose this. That's funny. Let us remember a time where funny. I suggested. Look at this. This is a good dynamic we got. Oh, I'm sure everyone's so pleased. You, you I think a lot of people me. stopped listening when I said death of a cheerleader, to be fair. But um, no, I just, I think that the show is probably great. I'm not trying to say it's not a good show. Just if you're thinking of watching Bloodline or if anyone stumbles across this because they want information, don't watch it like we did. You wouldn't start at part Don't start at three. Yeah, at the third episode of season two. Don't do that because you won't enjoy yourself. Don't start with the episode titled part 13. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, I think, Mish, that's good advice. Thank you. Um, I don't know if, yeah, like I think advice needs to be rated on two terms though. I think you need to rate the advice on two terms. One is um, how effective the that advice is if taken. And on that front, mm. great advice. Thank you. How many people need to hear that? It's a low number of people that were intending on watching this from episode 13 on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I guess then that being said, John Leguizamo is great in this film. Um, hey, how good was he on the balcony? Was the balcony <laughs> scene in this one? Yes. Yeah. He was so good in the balcony. Yeah. It was he, incredible. He does, does this bit where he, he confronts this. Well, he doesn't even confront Sissy Spacek. Mm. He like, I think he... Tr- I he think, goes to visit Nancy at the house. And I think... Whose name I don't know. No. Uh, I do. Andrea Riceborough. <laughs> no, no, no. Whose name in the show I don't know. We've just oh, been calling no, her Nancy. No, she's just Nancy. Yeah. Andrea Riceborough in a wig, that's Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Nancy. Good to see you again. How are you, Nancy? Congrats <laughs> on your nomina- your Oscar nomination yeah. for playing Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, my my one thing about uh, about that scene is like it's so good because I feel like I see a lot of scenes. There's a lot of scenes where someone is like trying to be threatening, mm. and I I and maybe that was the intention or whatever. But the way it came off to me. Mm. 
is someone who is inherently threatening trying to put on a good face. Mm. Like, oh, good. He's trying to connect with Sissy oh, Spacek. So good, Did you feel yeah, that? Of like, course. It's this scene about, like, it's, most people would play that scene like, I think you need to be. But it's him really trying to mm. connect with her, but mm. just being fucking terrible at it because he's a scary crook cunt. A hundred percent. Could not agree with you more. He's real. Like, every time he's on screen, I'm just like, brilliant. I also had a little moment in this episode. Okay, so it wasn't all bad. A hey. little moment in this where he's having a fight with one of the bearded blokes and he holds a gun up to him and then Chloe Sevigny comes out yeah. with a big gun and she's like, get the fuck off my property. And I just had this moment of like, oh, look, it's John Leguizamo and Chloe Sevigny together. <laughs> That's really nice. Two of New York's brightest stars. Yeah, and I wonder, like, I wonder if they had a chat. They haven't been in an episode together before. Maybe they, um, maybe they got the plane down from New York yeah. at the same time or back up. I reckon they know each other. I would place money on that. Like, I reckon... They've been in circles. Well, she's um, she's like she was the hottest thing of St Mark's Place in the mid nineties, mm. while he was uh, on a Broadway. Uh, yeah, they would, but blocks away. I'd yeah, I they've been at the same bar. Yeah, yeah, they've she, been at same they've, bar. Please, they've been at the same celebrity parties. They've been at the same celebrity parties, yeah. but also I think I could see a situation in nineteen ninety seven. I don't know when she was the cool kid. Maybe ninety five. Five. That was Boys Don't Cry was 1994, 5, 6, 8? Yeah, around that. Yeah. <laughs> you just said most of the years. <laughs> <laughs> but she was uh, she was in Kids. Oh, she was in something yep. else. And before that she was like the it person. Like I'd love to was. watch more of her stuff. You should I, should. I read an article from the 90s where it was just an interview with her about literally the reason why she was coming up was because she was a cool person that dressed well. Mm. Like she was just, she, there was a, there's an area called St. Mark's Place and it's got another name in New York and it was the hip area in the I 90s. I love that. And she was the coolest person in that area. And that's how she became an actor was because they were like, hey, you should do some acting because you're cool. She was oh just a Oh, my cool God. Person. Imagine, just imagine She's that being cool your person. life. I'll never know my entire life what it is to be that cool. Yeah. Cool even. I wouldn't describe myself as cool. She's cool. Yeah. No, I'm And not even cool. now she's like a mum, I'm sure. She's cool mum. Yeah. She's cool. She's the sort of person. And, and, and I, so my vision is I think that, that they were at the same bar, 1995. He'd just done a one-man show. He's doing his one-man show in New York and someone was like, hey, should we keep this party going? He drinks after it. He's catching up with mm. some friends. And they're like, yeah, I know this cool bar down down in the lower lower east. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. And then he was there. They're both so New York. While she was there mm-hmm. because she was just cool. Uh, in my head, I, when I saw the, just the, and they're only in a scene together for maybe, maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. Great little moment. But I was just like, I love seeing those two together. I hope they're mates. I like to think that they were like, hey, man, you're doing Bloodline. Fuck, sick, man. Yeah, nah, me too. I reckon there was a chat. They know each other. I just, yeah. I have it in my head and I don't want to ruin for me that John Leguizamo and Chloe seven year mates. But I think. Have I, they done anything else together? But I, I think, Mish, I prefer the image, not that they're mates, mm-hmm. that it's that. I think they bumped into each other at the lounge. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, hey, how are you? 
how yeah. you doing? And she was like, yeah, good. I'm gonna, I'm about to blow your fucking mind. Okay, sure. I'm about to blow. So if you look up John Leguizamo. My little scene that I was about to do of them in the lounge was no, really good, so this better be worth it. It's, it totally feeds into what you just said. Okay, sure. To a certain degree. No, it, it wasn't. I good. looked up John Leguizamo, Chloe Sevigny, because I wanted to see if they'd done any movies together. Okay, and the great. first this image that came up is that they just happened to be sitting three seats away from each other at the basketball. Now, oh, did, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm looking at him in a cool leather jacket. Yeah. So they know each other. And that's, that's yeah, that's great. That's the vibe, isn't it? It's, they're sitting, there's two people between them. Yep, and it doesn't look like they came together or anything. No. It just looks like they just happened to be photographed together. So that's the image I have of them, right? So yeah. So she's in the lounge. Mm-hmm. No, he he's in the, who gets there first? They've done it a couple of times. Yeah, because they yeah. probably both support the same team. Yeah, 100%. So who's in the lounge first? Who's early out of them? They're probably both. John. John's early. Yeah. Right? John's a networker. Back then, he and he probably still is. Like, he just he's a workaholic. So, like, back in the mid-90s, he's still networking. Yeah. And he's early. He's early yeah. or else he'll be late, right? Yeah. So John's in the lounge, right? Mm-hmm. And then Chloe Seven, you walks in. Yep. And she sees him. They lock eyes and she goes, oh, John, how are you? And he's like, great, great. And she's like, where are you off to? And he's like, oh, I'm going to Miami. Mm. And she's like, oh, me too. And then he's like, yeah, for, um, because I presume she was in season one. We assume, we don't know. And he's like, oh, for, uh, for what's the show called that we just watched? Bloodline. Bloodline. He's like, oh, for Bloodline. And she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, me too. And she's like, oh, that's great. Congrats. Yeah. Who, who are you playing? And then he was like. It's a new guy that comes in season two. Well, she's probably read the script. Yeah. So who's the character? Um. What's his name? Oz. Oz. He's like, oh, Oz. And she's like, oh, that's great. Yeah, you'll be great for Oz. Anyway, I'm going to go get, um, i got to send some emails and everything, but mm. it's great to see you. I'll see you, see you on the plane. Oh, my God. I love that so much. And then they, and then she went off. She got some, like, mm. juice, mm. maybe a coffee. Yep. And then when she, and then flash forward, it's his first day on Bloodline Well, they bump into, they're on the, they're both business. Yep. No, but business I reckon class. she's getting hair and makeup. Yeah. And he walks past. Uh, she was in earlier than him because her shit seems weird. And he walks past, pops his head in, quick kiss on the cheek. Hey, Chloe. Good to see you, Matt. How have you been? Like, and then walks out real quick. And they have a nice little interaction right before they shoot for the day. See, I don't think they see each other until the, the um, breakfast area. So, oh, okay. so he gets there and, and, and he's like, oh, who else is here? And they're like, oh, Chloe's in the makeup mm. area. He's like, oh, great. I'll, I'll, I'll see her in a bit. And then oh, he, goes, really? he puts on his clothes. No, nah, I reckon he walked past her and they both had a little like, hey, hey. And the, while she's I think you've got on. them closer than I do. I, I really have them at, um, so I, I've got more to my story, right? So she goes off, sends some emails. He gets on the plane. Yep. Right? He sets up. No, she gets on the plane before him. Mm. Right? And then she gets on the plane. She sets up and he's sitting to, he's sitting across the aisle. And, oh, and, they're on the same plane together. Yeah, 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 yeah. To go and shoot Bloodline. But she started shooting a few days before he did. Oh, well, that's presuming that they shoot. In my scenario, they shoot, they've shot at the same, okay. they've gone down at the same time. Um, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, but that's fair. That's mm. a fair point. But maybe she came back for the weekend. Yeah, okay. All right. She got family. Yeah. So she's sitting on the plane. She's got her noise cancelling headphones on. He's behind her. He's down the aisle behind her. So he has to walk further. He walks business past class? her. Yeah, they're both business class. He walks past her and he goes... Like, not even a hey, like a upward head nod. Yeah. You know, like he lifts his chin and she's like, she just like nods at him, smiles, but doesn't take off the head. No, see, they're closer than that. And then then he sits down. 
That's my scenario. That's where they're at. And then, but no, no, no. So I agree if they bumped into each other on a plane, a hundred percent. But then there has to be a moment where they no, they know each other. If they've sat that close at basketball games and they've gone to bars and celebrity parties that they're attending together, when it comes to like getting off the plane, I reckon there's a stop and a chat. There's a chat on the plane. There has to be a chat on the plane. Like if they're nah. on a plane to get yeah, just people a quick don't one. chat on planes. I think in the lounge, yeah, but not on the plane. On the plane, it's like a nod. And then, and then I'll tell you when they get into it is on this day of this episode. Mm. This is just my opinion. This is what psychotic what we're doing. <laughs> Whoever sits down first, because mm. th- they're on the set the same day today. They've mm. just done, either they're doing it in the, you can pick, are they, have they just shot the scene or are they doing it in the afternoon? They're doing it in the afternoon. All right. They're doing it in the afternoon. One of them has already shot a scene earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. One of them hasn't. Presumably him because he's, he's in got this all the makeup more, as well. Right? So he's sitting down eating his lunch at catering. Yeah, what's he having? Um, he's having uh, sushi bowls. Uh, no, I think it's like a chicken situation. Okay. He's and it's because it's like he's picked the chicken and he's trying to keep it healthy. Yeah. And uh, maybe some pasta. Yeah. <laughs> and he's eating it. Yeah. And she comes up and she sits next to him okay. or across from him. And All she right, goes, I'm on oh. back on board now. Yep. She's like, oh, is this seat taken? He's like, no, no, no. She sits down and she's like, how are you? Yeah, okay. She's like, great, great. And he's like, how's it all been going? And then they talk for the extent of that lunch break. They 20 talk minutes. about how yeah. it's been. They go, and you've been well. And yeah. she's like, and then at some point one of them goes, hey, do you remember that big celebrity party yeah. 2000 and like, oh, I don't even know when it was. When? Yeah. Who's another like New York celebrity? Uh, Matthew Broderick and yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker yeah. were going to come and then they didn't show up. And he's like, oh, my God, yes. Yep. That was so funny. Mm. How is so-and-so, mm-hmm. by the way, because someone else is in that story? And she's <laughs> like, yeah, good. I saw him last week at so-and-so. So-and-so. And, and then John's like, oh, fuck. I've, yeah, I was going to go to that. And then like family stuff or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she would be like, oh, how is the family? Like, I think, like, just how's your, how's your family going? Yeah, how are the... Fa- I don't yeah. think she knows the family. No. Um, but, and then I reckon as they're getting up, because it's time everyone's rustling now, everyone's getting up, they make a couple of cute little witty jokes about the Knicks. Yeah. And then, okay. that's, oh, and yeah, then yeah. that's it. And then the next time they see each other is on set. Yeah, yeah. If I could retract everything I've said about bloodline Arama, if only for this last... Seven-minute conversation. This has been fantastic. That we that this show brought together a relationship that I have constructed completely in my head along with you. Yeah. Then it did its job. What Bloodline a funny! Of- what a funny thing to talk, think about. What a funny like relationship to build. Like a like a yeah. mild cool, acquaintances. Cool New York New York people in the nineties. And one came up in the early nineties. The yeah. other in the mid. And yet to late somehow 90s. both ended up on Bloodline Arama <laughs> or Bloodline. Um, any final thoughts? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. It, what a journey it's been. I can't wait to watch the next episode of Bloodline t- next week. No, we're not doing that. Um, we're going to take a break. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to keep watching it. And uh, <laughs> We're not. Our listeners don't want us to either. I believe me. I the dropping numbers, <laughs> Mish, but I don't do this podcast for the Neither numbers. do I, but I, do, I need a break. I need a I break. I do it to watch Bloodline with my friend. My final thought is... I'm fucking with you. Um, Go with your final thought. My final thought is I wish 
so badly that we could do Waco the Aftermath, mm. but I feel like we've already done too much. We need to do some movies. Mm. Um, my final thought is that I love that John and Chloe came back together for this show mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was shot beautifully. I can't wait to take a break. My final thought is um, Ben Mendelsohn. I never saw Ben Mendelsohn as a part of this cast, mm. but I felt the absence of Ben Mendelsohn. Fuck, that was really good. That was really good. I needed some. I needed some Ben Mendelsohn in this show yeah. so bad. I get that. When he started popping up as a like a vision. Mm. I was like, oh, you should have just done this from the start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were parts, there were times when I was watching this show that I was, I was like, I fucking wish we'd watch season one because I reckon it would slap. I reckon season one of this show, that's my final thought. My final thought on Bloodline Arama is that I think season one of this show is probably fucking great. All of these <laughs> themes, yeah. the cinematography. Yeah. The actors, the relationships, the, the relationships, built. the themes. Yeah. All of these things, all they need is a story mm. and Ben Mendelssohn. Yeah. And you'll get that in season one. We didn't watch it. Um, I give it three and a half Leguistamos this episode. Balcony scene was brilliant. And then his stuff with Chloe Sevigny and that bearded guy was also great. I give it four Leguistamos. Oh, that's your highest in Bloodline Arama. Yeah. I feel like it's time, time to give it. And it's because of that balcony scene, fuck, that was good. Yeah, that was Really sick. interesting. Really interesting kind of danger and threat. Mm. Uh, he, he, well written. I just think that, you know, I've seen that kind of character a lot. I've not seen them trying to schmarm up to Sissy Spacek before. Yeah. So, Tom, what should he take us away with? Uh, it's got to be just like the, like a... Just um, uh, the dum. What from Netflix? Just take us out with a dum. That's so dull. That's the Netflix dum. I I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Just dum. <laughs> All right, Tom, have fun with that one. Do what you want to do. In fact, with that. I can just do it now if you want. All right, go on. Dum. Ow. Tom, leave that in. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.